Welcome to week two of the Where's My Cider podcast. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different than the previous episode. There's not going to be any new segments due to the fact that the interview with three guys in cider was so important and the fundraiser that we're running, we wanted to just focus on. So we jumped straight into the interview with the guys and then the last segment talks all about the fundraiser and why it's important to all four of us. So I, with that being said, I hope y'all enjoy. All right. So uh, with this episode, I am with the one, the only three guys insider. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, guys? Guys, repeat what you said. Just using the singular. It's it's all good. It's all good. Just reflecting what I say. So, uh, hey, so, um, you know, I'm sure anybody who's been in that, that likes cider and is on social media knows of you guys, but um, they might not know anything about you guys. So I just want to kind of start off with a little introduction of each one of you three, um, and we'll see if people can figure out after a while, recognize your voices and see who's talking. So, yeah, whoever wants to start. I got a very distinct voice. So it won't be hard for me. But uh, what do you want me in? Just a basic intro, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Just tell, tell me about yourself. All right. My name is Patrick. I'm 33 years old. I live in Bud Lake, New Jersey. Um, known, I guess I've known these guys, uh, Adrian, for like almost 20 years now. AJ for about three years now. Um, it's been a crazy ride. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's setting up his dating profile right now. <laughs> I was never good at that either. So. I'm Patrick, and I'm 33, and I. <laughs> All right. So who's next? Yeah, who's next? All right. So I'm wondering if anybody here in this right now can figure out who I am. Check one, two, check one, two. I'm Adrian, if you wouldn't know. Um, yeah, so Adrian, 31 years old, like Patrick said. I think it's actually been 17 years. I round up, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was still a junior in high school when I first met Patrick. And same with uh, AJ, I met him three years ago. Um, yeah, North Jersey, Blairstown. Uh, love Cider, started this, this channel because we love cider and um, didn't realize how big it was going to get. So I'm excited to be part of this podcast today. It's our first, like, official, I mean, you know, no, we did a podcast before this, but our first cider-based podcast, so. Cool. Break the ground. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, I'm EJ. I'm 26 years old, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Ledgewood. And um, I grew up in the Philippines. So I moved here in 2009, so it's hard for me like to speak English sometimes because I'm having a, like a brain fart. <laughs> you know, I'm here for like 10 years now, so yeah. And and this is an audio podcast, but I just want to shout out, uh, AJ is wearing a Cider on Film t-shirt. So just a little shout out to Cider on Film. That's That, that shirt's pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you hooked us up a while back. We have like we should have all worn them tonight, but we have a, a navy blue and a black one. Really cool shirts. Um, 
So how'd you guys get started in the whole cider thing? It's kind of like, like what I like to do with my podcast is talk about what your cider origin story is. Each of us individually or just... Well, or you can just talk about how this all kind of came together. Like, first of all, who, who got into cider first out of the three of you? Adrian, yeah, we, we're pointing. No one will see that. Yeah, <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> I guess I'll answer this one. Um, yeah, so I had always wanted to start, you know, a martial arts um, vlog. Kind of what we do right now with cider. Where I was going to go to different, you know, uh, academies and interview the, the instructor and do videography of the mats, the, the bags and everything. Maybe run through a whole class. Um I, I do mixed martial arts. I've been doing martial arts my entire life. And so that was always what I wanted to do. I bought a bunch of equipment to start it, got ready, and then I tore my, my hamstring. Full tear, you know, had to get it grafted. It's, it was pretty gory. It was pretty bad. Mm. Um, so I couldn't do that. And I was like, what else do I like aside from training martial arts and you know, hitting the bag, and training and whatnot? I was like, I like drinking. I like cider. Let's, let's do a little something, you know? So we kind of started a little podcast thing, and we always knew that, I kind of wanted to go that route of going to cideries and stuff like that, but I didn't know too much about it. But I knew Patrick is always down to do anything I, I want to do. He's like, all right, I'm always getting this guy into trouble. <laughs> AJ is probably one of the few men that could out drink me. So I was like, these two guys are going to be my guys. We're going to be the three guys, and we're going to tackle everything. Um, so it kind of started off as like a podcast, a YouTube podcast thing where we kind of did Q&As, and we just kind of talked, and you know, we, we mixed it with Facebook Live so people could kind of, or Instagram Live, so people could kind of chime in and ask questions and stuff. And that's what we filmed on our, our canon. Um, so go about four or five episodes in, and I guess we get a little traction on social media, and Teddy Bottle Ciderworks decides to send us samples. You know? They decided to say, hey, our new black current is coming in, and we need some, somebody to sample it. Try that, and while we're at it, let's send you a couple more samples. So we're like, oh my gosh, somebody believes in us. Um, and that kind of gave us the confidence to, to start asking people, hey, can we come and blog at your place? You know, can we, can we show you some videography? And if you like it, we'll put it on our YouTube channel. So and Barcraft Ciderworks was actually the first company who said, hey, come through. And they reached out to us, actually. And that started the whole blog series. And we're like, all right, forget podcasting. We're doing good with videography. So let's try to, let's try to do that, make it more of a blog instead of a podcast. So about when all did that start then? Was that like before the pandemic or at the start of it or? I I mean, uh, yeah, almost the start of it. It was, yeah, because like, honestly, I mean, it ties into, you know, other things too. But like, I think uh, the pandemic made it easy and hard at the same time. Like literally, I mean, my perspective of the whole story of how we got started, I feel like when he brought it up, we were just like having a good time, just, you know, messing around, whatever. And I didn't know how far it would go. You know, I just thought it'd just be a little fun thing and that'd be the end of it. And like you said, we got traction and whatnot, but like the pandemic, it was like, you know what, no matter what, it gives us something to do. It's like, you know, everybody used to say, you know, hobbies, get a hobby, do something, you know, whatever, and keep yourself occupied. It served that and it was fun. And it was like, what else are we going to do? You know, so like we ended up like getting at first it was like we didn't know where it was going to go. And then we started like getting a little more serious with it. And like it started growing. And like, honestly, you always question where you're at and where you're going with things sometimes. But like the feedback from people and 
I, you know, whoever's listening, like, thank you for the, you know, the good feedback and all the support and everything. Cause that's really, cause it's not always easy. You know, it's fun and all that, but it's not always easy. Hearing that good feedback, like really keeps you pushing. So. Just to chime in on that. Yeah. I think like if right in the beginning, I don't know about you guys, but if right in the beginning, somebody just started hating on us and like blasted us. I think I would have been like, okay, never mind. I'm not going to ever get, you know, so we but, got yeah. feedback. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It helps a lot. And I remember our first podcast, um, first um, live. It was so awkward. It was like we don't know, we don't know what to do, and then we're like, "Oh, what are we doing?" And then we're just like tapping each other. Like, Yo, what are we doing? What are we doing? It was, it was bad. Yeah, and we were kind of drunk at the same time. Yeah, also. yeah. So we were like, "How are we going to do this?" <laughs> like, let's go, bro. Just keep talking. <laughs> So, We've come a long ways with trying to say that. <laughs> I, I think after a certain while, we had to start learning the intricacies behind cider. Because in the beginning, I mean, we liked cider. That's all we knew about it. But we didn't know, okay, what's tart? What's dry? What's fruity? What's sweet? Um, you know, and, and we knew nothing about it. You know, this was, we started literally, I think, June 20th was the exact date. Um, yeah. So, like, between that and now, it's only been what a year and a half, maybe a year, four months. Something and like that. Yeah. We're all thinking about now, you know, American Cider Association has talked about doing their or they're doing their CCP level one certified, you know, cider professional. And then after that, it'd be so cool. For me at least, I'd like to, you know, get my Pomelier license certification, you know, and um it's crazy, man. What a year and a half could do. Yeah. Kind of like, well well tunnel vision on something. I want, I want to riff on that a little bit. First of all, like I didn't get on like the whole three guys bandwagon right away, but then like, like it, I just kept on seeing things. I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. And you can definitely see the growth in the learning that you guys have picked up. Um, you can tell you've learned a whole lot more about cider and, and a lot of the cideries have done a, you know, done a good job of kind of like explaining things about it. And now like you guys, you know, are, are jumping in and asking questions and, and pointing things out that like wasn't happening at the beginning. So uh, it's cool to see that growth. And then hitting up on that CCP, I'll tell you what, um, I mean, I've, I've got my level one. I went out to cider camp out at Botanist and Barrel in uh, Cedar Grove in North Carolina. And they kind of like did an all day camp and you know, like basically like trained us for the test. And then we got to do a tasting of like, 20 some different ciders and actually I'm going back at the beginning of next month and we're going to make a cider. All the people that uh, pass their CCP level one are going to go back and make like a, a group blend cider. And then uh botanist is going to sell it. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. Yeah, man. So yeah, man, like honestly, like you can do the CCP on your own, but like if you can find an like, someone who's sponsoring and doing something like that. Cause botanist and barrel was the first one to do that, to sponsor one. It's well worth it because you like, you get the hands on stuff. And, you know, I went home, got back to Missouri and studied for about five hours with the materials they gave me, took my test and passed it. So, but yeah. Great. So what's CCP? What does it mean? Certified cider professional. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. No, no, no. Um, And and then the level two is becoming a pommelier. So it's kind of like the sommelier of the cider world. So. um, All right. So 
I don't want to, you know, put you guys on the spot and you all might have different answers for this. All right. But what's the favorite thing that you guys have got to do uh, since you've started? Oh, wow. All right. Somebody else go first on this. I'm not even, I'm not, I got to think. I can tell you right a lot. Obviously, I think the easy answer is I can't imagine, honestly, that there's a lot of people in the world who've had as much cider as we have. Oh, jeez. I mean, so our, starting off one of our first episodes, Adam Bark, I think we had 32 ciders that day, you know. Um, not necessarily good for the stomach, but definitely good for the learning. <laughs> um, that that one episode alone, we had 30, I mean, you know, little little glasses, but still, it was good, good uh, tasting. And we've done that. I mean, we're now almost 30 episodes in. I don't know when this podcast will come out, but by the time that it comes out, we should be at around episode 29 or 30. We just finished filming in Virginia and a couple of cideries there. Um, I think, so the easy answer, yeah, is tasting all these different ciders and, and getting to see the big differences between something in the Hudson Valley versus something somewhere in Connecticut or maybe Pennsylvania, you know? Um, me personally, though, I think, yeah, that's the easiest answer, but probably the deeper answer is meeting everybody and listening their story. Every cider maker has a different story, and it's so interesting to me. Um, you know, like I always ask, what is your goal? Or Patrick normally asks, what's your goal to see your, your brand in the next five years, next 10 years? What do you want to see yourself in the long run? Everybody has different answers. For the most part, you always get the common denominator being, you know, I want to go international. I want to be a household name everywhere. But every now and then, you get a really spectacular story. And I got to shout out one cidery in particular, Hardball Cider. You know, um, the guy Jeff who, who runs it, the cider maker there, amazing guy, really cool dude. Um, he he used to play college baseball, and I think he threw out his shoulder. You know, a pretty bad injury for the rotator cuff. Would have made it to the MLB, so he couldn't do it, just, you know, because of the rotator cuff. You're, you're pitching, can't do it. Um, so his goal is, hey, let me um, let me make a cider that makes it to the MLB, you know, because he could have, he obviously threw out his shoulder, he could have made it to the MLB, but maybe his cider can. That's what you enjoy when you're having your hot dog or your nachos, you know. And for me, like that story in, in particular was spectacular. Then going off that, the greenhouse cidery, a little cider in, in upstate New York, I forget exactly. Oh, Chatham, Chatham, New York. Um, their goal is like, hey, I never want to leave Chatham. You know, if a couple of our regional restaurants want to pick us up, that's great. But they have a really good farm market, um, amazing greenhouses where they grow, you know, fruits for the local uh, stores and stuff. So they never really want to leave that area. And I think that story is kind of cool too. They just want to be a regional name that you can only taste if you're in Chatham, New York. You know? Yeah. So uh, that's been my favorite part. That was a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick, I'm going to need your answer to be about half the length of that. <laughs> Not only that, but I don't know if there's much left. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> no, I mean, I guess obviously what he said, learning everybody's story and um, being able to, ever since we started traveling and being able to like get people to invite us to their cideries, being able to see different areas that I wouldn't normally be able to see or we wouldn't be able to see, being able to like see their obviously hear their stories and things like that and learning how each place does their own thing differently and you know, just being able to and being able to 
meet all these great people, like you also said, but, you know, meeting the people has been great having these, cause everybody in the cider community is just so positive and so nice. And it's just, we've, uh, we've honestly, to a certain extent, we've gotten closer with them than we are with our own friends that live like five <laughs> minutes away. <laughs> There's people that live States away. We're almost closer than that with to them. And we have people five minutes away, but like, it's just, all that has just been great. And just all the adventures we've been able to go on all the trips, all the weekend getaways. It's just, yeah, that's, that's the best part. How about you? Almost made me cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not much left. What else are you going to come? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite part was um, pretty much having these guys experience everything what they experience, And also, mm-hmm. like, the people that we visited, they're so welcome. Yeah. It's insane yep. how they're welcoming, like, hey, yeah. come on over, we'll show you how we do it. Like, pretty much, like, here's a drink, and then you just drink it, and then all of a sudden, like, you become friends immediately. Yeah. Yep. And it was like, it's like a magic potion or something. <laughs> it was like, here you go. If everybody in the world drank cider, there would be no wars. No, that's my concept. <laughs> I, I I can't disagree with that. <laughs> it's crazy how nice the cider community is. It's really crazy. I never expected that going into it. Honestly, that's one of many surprises that I've had with this. Like, I didn't expect people to be so open and, and, and nice to each other too. Yeah, yeah. Like, supportive. So yeah. Filmed last year at Original Thirteen. Uh, they're based out of Philly, um, and he told us how like, he trade he trade all over the world. I forget if he went over to France for a little bit. Or no, it was England. I think he trained a little bit there. But when he came back to the U.S., you know, he found, like, another urban cidery down the street and said, hey, guys, I'm going to be your competitor. I'm going to open down the street. Um, can you teach me how to make cider? And they're like, sure, why not? Come on, you know. So you don't see that a lot in different industries, you know. Yeah. And you hear that very often, more often than not, you know, where people just want to see – the cider culture, the cider industry just grows. So they'll help each other out. Yeah. And then you see each other as an open community. So I love that. Based on your experiences so far, uh, are any of the three of you thinking that maybe you'll start trying to make some cider? I mean, we all kind of are in general, I guess, working on that whole kind of project. Um, yeah. I mean, we have the equipment for it. We're kind of prepping the beginning stages, just a matter of just, you know, jumping into it kind of thing. Yeah. No, no, we got everything prepped. It's just a matter of just going and doing it <laughs> and learning how, obviously. But. Funny story. I literally bought the sterilizer today. I hit up um, Uncle Steve, actually. Mm-hmm. Uncle mm-hmm. Steve. Always, always text away. Love that guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, I was like, hey, for homebrew, what's the best sterilizer ever? He said, Starzan. Get it now, Amazon. You know, and uh, and yeah, so that's like all we needed because we had everything. I bought the yeast as well. We lost. We, I had yeast, but I lost it when I moved here. And um, yeah, now it's just a matter of like going through the motions and doing it. We've been dragging our feet on that, and I think it's because we're all nervous. I don't know. I actually made. Cider. That's right, you did. He made a batch once. Yeah, it was pretty good at first, but eh, I wasn't happy with the way it turned out. So I made them try it. They were I didn't mind happy it. about it. Yeah. Mom's still not happy about it. <laughs> so, so I don't know. 
I mean, I think the fact that like we enjoyed it and it wasn't like, you know, you're our friend, we're going to lie to you. But like, not even that, it was like the fact that it was still good is saying something and not only that, but like, that's the one thing with cider. I feel like, you know, tagging off of that, you can literally make it whatever you want. You can improve on it all the time. I've always noticed that there's the craziest concoctions out there and there's no limit to what you can make with it. So honestly, there is no bad. Well, I mean, there might be some bad ciders. It's also dependent on what your taste is and what you like, but I don't think there is a bad cider. It's just what you prefer and something you can improve on because it's just the options are endless. Yeah. So I do see us doing it one day, you know, big time. Um, My dream has always been honestly, I mean, yeah, obviously doing a homebrew and whatnot, but I think it'd be so cool to have a place where everybody in the world knows that we are, whether it's a bar that looks like a castle, like something really trippy, something really cool like that. But what I'd like to do is all these cideries, because essentially for me, I know it's probably impossible, but I'll chase this dream is visiting every cidery in the world. Um, and if we could have a little bit from Normandy, a little bit of Apfel wine, you know, from Germany, you know, uh, some, of course, Duxbury Cider in Canada, get, get every part of the world and try to touch as many places as we can and get like a, uh, moving menu of just cider with little finger food. Like I, I would like to do that. And I've always had this dream of calling something the cider house, you know, like the cider house, house spelled like the beer. Mm-hmm. People do, you know, H A U S, just to kind of bring people in, and um, and yeah, and you know, I, I got motivated a while back when we went to Riverhead Cider House in Long Island, um, where it's a little bit like that, but instead of carrying multiple ciders, they carry their cider and multiple wines because they're wine yeah. from their local region. Um, so yeah, so dude, I think we'll have to have a little three guys representation there if we do that. So yeah. I like the idea also, I'm not sure if you were talking about that too, but like there was a place in what was in New York when we went to Embark that was like a bar that had, and I think that was something else you said you wanted to work on one day or whatever, that there was, um, it's a bar, but like instead of it being mostly beer and only two or three ciders, it's flipped. Was it Muller's? There you go. He knows already. Never Mm -hmm. mind. Like all ciders and like two beers. So it's flipped. Yeah. So it's like, it's cool. You know, because they and they and I think they focus also on a lot of the cideries in the area yeah. to promote them too. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of variety there. So that's good. Um, so you guys, you guys, when I reached out to you, mentioned that there were some future plans that were coming into play. Um, I think I might have an idea just kind of seeing uh-huh. some social media today, uh-huh. but anything you guys want to talk about, about future plans for the three guys project? So I, if you're referring to what, you, what we saw probably recently, you saw the Cider Selfies account. And that is one of the projects we're going to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make that my baby and then eventually try to feed it off to one of these two. Um, and that, that's one way that we're thinking like we'll help just promote cider across the world. That's an easy way to just say, Hey, um, you know, let's grow this page. Let's go grow this platform. And when people have a cider on their hand, they can take a picture, snap a picture, snap it to, you know, Instagram. And now they're going to feature it all over the world. And, you know, beer is already do that, doing that. I think there's an account, something called like at beer, beer selfies are hot or something like that. Yeah. And I think it's so cool what they're doing because they have a huge following, you know, and people all over the world are showing off the craft beer that they're drinking. So cider should have a grounds for that. 
Right. So that's something right. we're working on. But furthermore, and we're officially announcing it, I think, here for the first time, um, we're going to open an, an, uh, a cider apparel company, a clothing brand. I'm wearing one of our shirts right now. People can't really see them, but... It says, yeah. Yeah, even, no one can see it, but yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm the one. Guys, to all the listeners, the shirt looks great. Uh, it says, I drink apples, and it's got an apple core for the, the uh, hole in the A. So, yeah, cool. Now, we made sure that the shirt, like, I so I'm somebody who likes to show off my arms. They're not really big, but they look really big if I wear the nice shirts, you know? So, uh, <laughs> nice, not it's a nice problem to have. <laughs> but yeah, so so I promise you, they're unisex. They're comfortable. They're cotton, um, and and they're slim fit. So no matter like what you're doing that day, you're gonna look good, <laughs> you know. So so yeah, we're starting a, a cider apparel company, a clothing brand, where it's gonna be just cider sayings, you know, maybe cider type pictures. We're gonna have different series. Like I have an idea to make a cider maker's passion series, a cider enthusiast. Series, collabing with some of the people who you know are enthusiasts in, in this industry and actually have the best artists in the game. We have two. We have uh, AJ. I almost said man. AJ, <laughs> uh, designs, and then my fiance somewhere around here, Colleen. She's doing some of the designs too. So Pat and I are going to work on the marketing and the social media part of it. But they're going to be the brains behind everything. Cool. All right. So also, how are you guys? kind of teaming up with the twins at cider scene also because i saw them promoting uh your yeah, last visit yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. we haven't really announced it you want, you want oh i mean um, uh, i mean i guess we haven't really officially announced it but yeah we've been working with them for a little while they kind of like we, i guess we're kind of in a I don't know what you want to call it, but like they kind of, you know, they have a spot on, on their page just, you know, promoting and saying what we do and, you know, a little idea of, you know, who we are. And, and then they put our episode, you know, some episodes up and kind of like, you know, share our experience in different places that we've gone to so people can like experience it through us and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so we kind of, and then we, what was the other part of it? They, we kind of like so re I got recommend a stuff. Special shout out to those guys. Yeah, um, Trevor and Nolan will actually write a piece. Like anything you see on the Cider Scene website about our episodes, they watch our full episode. Probably the only people doing it out there. <laughs> you know, they watch a full episode of ours Yikes. and then write on it. You know, do a little blog article on the episode, which I think is so cool because we get to see it through their eyes on ours. You know, kind of take back what they're, you know, viewing in the episode. Um, and furthermore, what we do with that also is we're reaching out to new places. I'll send them leads and say, yeah. hey, you know, you need to check out the cider. They're really good. Or, hey, this, this specific cider at this place is good, so maybe, you know, you want to check. So we're kind of like, we're doing that way. We're scoping out the scene for the cider scene, so. And then it links them up. Yeah, they actually have a, they put up a most recent one within the last day or so when yeah. we were in uh, Salem last uh, Halloween. That's right. So that's a cool one. Everyone should that's check that out when they get a chance. During Halloween, we went a week before. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Mark in the tree cidery. Yeah. Mark in the tree cidery. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I've got a little history there and I'm, you know, I'm the son or I'm the father of uh, twins, uh, twin identical twin boys. So I should be able to identify better, but I can't remember because it's been so long and we were drinking lots of cider. Um, I think it was, uh, I think it was Nolan that I met up with. He was coming through KC 
And, you know, he was looking for a place to get cider. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you should check out the KC Cider Co. guys and reach out to them. And we actually sat down with a couple of the guys from KC Cider Co., had a few drinks uh, and kind of talked about things. And that was right when they were trying to get cider scene going. Um, so, yeah, I mean, wow. you know, and it, it's crazy to see the growth that they've had and, and where they've taken things from. I think that was 17 2017. Wow. So yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, definitely a, a cool experience. So that's crazy. Yeah. You never know. Like you could have been a big reason why they kind of got, you know, motion started and, and cyber seed became as big as it was, man. I think everybody kind of plays a pivotal part. Like I said before, if we got just bad reactions right off the bat, we probably would have stopped in our tracks early on. Or at least we would have slowed down. But people like you, you know, like kind of, you know, contributing and, and he reached out to you and then, and then kind of hooked him up at KC, you know? Well, and then it was reciprocal though, uh, because I went out and went to a cider festival in Colorado to the Colorado Cider Cir Circus. And uh, I wrote an article and I was looking for a place for it to get a little more traction. And so I reached out to the guys. I'm like, hey, can you guys publish this? And they're like, heck yeah. So, you know, I published that out and it got, got me a little traction. All right, so I want to know about uh, an Instagram live that you guys did a couple weeks ago with uh, Jeffrey and Simon House of Ace Cider Company out in California. Um, yep. You know, I don't always tune into every Instagram live. It's hard, you know, having seven kids. Um, I'm, I don't, my phone will alert me. I'm like, oh crap, I love to watch this, but yeah, I've got things. And, but I tuned in and, and it really caught my eye and it's kind of why um, I was really adamant that we have this interview today. So can you guys tell me a little bit about that uh, Instagram live? So you, you start, I have something to follow with it, but you start. Yeah. Um, so anybody who did tune in, you know, would know that you're kind of referring to, we made it a fundraiser for mental health. That fraction is kind of new on Instagram for us. Um, so when we found that we could use it, we were like, okay, this is something we're already passionate about. There's already something that we post about. We've already made kind of like a little reel that we found a scientific, you know, little base approach to, to, to get people out there. Um, yeah, so we were thinking, let's, let's start a fundraiser for mental health. It's something that we all, you know, kind of struggle with day to day. And I think anybody... Anybody in any capacity does kind of need to know some information about mental health. So, you know, uh, we talked to Jeffrey and Simon House, and anybody who dropped in and, and gave money, you know, gave money to uh, Mental Health America, which I think is a great organization. I love what they put out in regards to information. You know, they, they put a lot of uh, science-based information, not just kind of like your typical live, laugh, love type of information you know, I like what they're doing, and because it's a company that we kind of align with, we said, all right, let's raise a little money. We're not associated or affiliated with them by any means, but I thought it was a cool little idea. But, uh, yeah, Jeffrey and Simon, I think, a Cider donated $500. Was that, was that what it was, $500? 500, yeah. 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 That was amazing. Yeah. And it wasn't even so much that he donated the money. It was like <laughs> – he had trouble, as you'll see if you guys watch the live, which you should. Um, it was a little funny, but, like, he, he had a little trouble figuring it out, and uh, we, we helped him out. But, like, he wasn't able to figure it out on the live. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you could just forget 
or not, you know, end up having or, you know, not getting around to it, whatever. We were a couple of days later, we didn't say anything anymore because we're like, we're not forcing anybody to do anything they don't want to do. So he went ahead and messaged us and he's like, I did it. And it's like, wow. You know, that, that it almost means more because like he wanted to really do it, you know, and, you know, tagging off what he said, it was just, it was a lie. We were trying something new. We found out that we can do this donation thing and you know any way we can help out in more ways than we already do we're always tweaking things we're always messing around with things and trying to do different things to help and we saw mental health and we're like yeah that's it and like we have a we have a reel if you guys haven't seen it about different resources to use for mental health and stuff like that it's 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 a big thing for us like he said it's something we all struggle with i definitely do personally and um it's something that is definitely not talked about enough, which a lot of people have said throughout the cider community. And any way we can try to get the word out about it and try to get people to be a little more okay with getting help and learning how to do that. Because I, sorry, I, I even struggle learning how or figuring out ways to get help. Because, like I said, I'm one to struggle with it too. And if, I can learn myself and help others in the process. That's what we're all about, you know? So it's definitely big for us. Right now we have a little bit of a shadow ban on Instagram. I don't know what, you know, a couple weeks ago, you know, like it's three people running the account and when we're all liking pictures, Instagram's gonna red flag us, you know? But that's something we've been wanting to bring more attention to is just avenues for help, right? So we put a reel a couple weeks ago about a couple places where you can go and, and talk to people. Um, some services are free, some services aren't, but they're affordable. Um, most, well, typically, I mean, I can't really speak to other countries, but in the U.S., a lot of places that do accept insurance, you know, will accept all insurance. If they don't accept insurance, they're typically affordable. Um, but at any rate, when we're past the shadow ban, we're going to put more reels out there just saying, you know, like, one idea I had was, natural and organic ways to receive dopamine. Dopamine is a drug that hits your brain the right way for you to just be naturally happier. I'm probably butchering that. There's probably more scientific, you know, definition for that. But dopamine at any rate is a good drug to have in your brain. Your body naturally produces it. So vitamin D, just going outside and running um, with, with your shirt off and receiving sunlight, you know, is, is huge for getting vitamin D. Um, Eating avocados apparently is good for you. Black coffee, you know. So we want to put all this information out there, just natural, organic ways without having to go over the counter and getting, you know, expensive, expensive stuff. pills and whatnot. Just ways that you could probably approach this and already set yourself up for better success. I know? feel like a lot of people, besides the fact of being afraid or uncomfortable or whatever it is with the cliches, you know, even somebody just talking about it in general they're afraid to yeah on top of everything else it's expense and i am definitely a victim of that too like it, I, i've there's been times where i'm like all right i need to try something and it's like well can't really afford it yeah. and you just kind of don't do it and you just deal with it yourself and really honestly take it from someone who knows it's not the best way to do it and like if there's ways that you can do it without like spilling out all your money it's it's definitely something people should know. At the end of the day, mental health is health. And we need to respect it as such. You know, if you have a toothache, you're gonna go to the dentist, right? If if your arm is hurting and isn't working for some reason, you go to the doctor. Like 
mental health at the end of the day is health, and we need to prioritize that. Unfortunately, you know, in our country, at least in the U.S., um, I don't know if it's different in different countries, but insurance companies don't prioritize it as much. There's mm-hmm. companies out there that, that do, but most don't. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a, a sad, unfortunate truth. But we as human beings, I feel like, really should because it's game changer. I tell you, when, when you have a mental mind that is so clear and, and you're not worrying about things and anxiety isn't a factor, everything, productivity. I got to give a good special shout out. Anybody who's um, – was listening to this, a good podcast for anybody who wants to learn more about mental health. Check out Andrew Huberman, great psychologist, uh, neuroscientist, and he gives a lot of good information about mental health and, and physical health um, with natural, organic ways to, to improve. Well, okay, so the reason why it caught my eye is, you know, mental health is is something that's at, kind of at the forefront of my last couple of years. Um, first of all, and I ain't mentioned this to you guys, but I've had three former students in the past four years commit suicide. The, the wow. young, youngest one actually was going into ninth grade this year. This is, this is a kid that was almost, almost 15 years old. And he didn't, he, he didn't know how he could continue on. Um, I had a student that just graduated. Um, you know, his twin sister is actually really good friends with my oldest. Um, and he just, nobody had any signs. Nobody had any clues. Um, you know, awesome kid that I had in class. And he, yeah, I mean, he just, he, he couldn't, he couldn't figure it out. Um, but more personally, um, you know, I, I went through a divorce or a separation uh, a little over two and a half years ago. And, uh, you know, things weren't good with me. Um, my dad had passed away and I had kind of taken a, a darker turn and I didn't make things easy on my ex. And, you know, it, it was it was a nightmare for a bit. Um, I, the, the day we decided we were going to separate, I actually went down to the basement, took a bunch of sleeping pills and. Um, and thank God it didn't work. Um, once we actually physically separated, I uh, was living with my roommate and decided I was, I, I just couldn't deal with the ramifications of, of not seeing my kids full time and, and everything else that goes with it. And I took a drive out to Kansas City, which is about 45 minutes away where I live. And I got to this point, and if I would have turned left, my choice was I was going to drive off the bridge. If I turned right, I was going to pull into the mental uh, health hospital and I was going to try to check myself in. And uh, I almost turned left, but my uh, one of my good friends called me and said, man, you, you got to do something. You, th- this is not good. You, whatever you're about ready to do, you've got to, you've got to figure it out. And, uh, I, I turned into the hospital and within the next week I was in an outpatient program for 10 days. Um, I was there like 10 hours a day and learned how to deal with things. Um, yes, I did indeed have a whole, whole slate of meds, um, but I learned some amazing tools, meditation, um, mindfulness, uh, exercise, 
those were the three that really stuck with me. And when I felt it was time to go off medication and I felt I was good enough, those are the three things that I have to keep on doing. I have to keep exercising. I have to make sure that I meditate at least every other day. I, um, you know, I, I, I need to refer back. I've, I read a great book uh, by this Canadian rapper called Humble the Poet. And um, he, he really actually turned into kind of like this mindfulness and, and self-help guy and uh, learned a lot from it. And I have to kind of sometimes open that back up and remind myself uh, of some of the important lessons that he pointed out. And like you guys mentioned, it's not cheap and it's not easy. It's not, if you don't, if you, if you're feeling like you have no options, then you really aren't going to be looking out for those things. And so one of the things that, that you guys brought up was an organization called the much love initiative. And I'm going to let you guys kind of explain a little bit about them. But my, my thought is this, just based on what I was quickly reading, was reaching out to people and showing them that you care before others and ourselves can get to that point about how we can avoid um, getting into crisis situations before they even get there. So... We decided we were going to put together a little fundraiser, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but uh, the entire fundraiser is going to benefit the Much Love Initiative. Uh, so could you guys tell the listeners about the Much Love Initiative? So yeah, first of all, let me just say thank you for sharing your story, man. Um, I think that's powerful, and I think that's, um, that's a step towards progression in the world is what we need to do is, is share our stories um, normalize that. I think specifically in men, you know, um, a lot of times we're too proud. And that's something that we hold on to. Um, I grew up in a family household, a Hispanic household, where I was taught men don't cry. You know, um, if you have pain, you hide it and you become tough and that's what you do. And, and that's not, that's not okay sometimes. So honestly, I commend you for that because it opens up a platform for us to do that and for other people listening to it. Feel more comfortable, you know, doing that. Yeah, I, um, I definitely know that. Um, that um, it's it's definitely been a struggle of mine to not be able to open up about different things, and I, that's part of the reason why I feel like it's it's good to have someone who is able to do it because otherwise, everybody, I, you know, they could say, "Well, if you can do it, I can do it," and it's really hard for somebody to open up about a lot of things like that. And being a man, that that's been something that I've suffered with too. It's just, it's almost like it's in just ingrained in you. I've never been told, Hey, you can't say something. Mm -hmm. It's just almost like you're like, if you don't, you're weak. And like, that's how I've always thought of it. It's like, I, I need to be strong. I can't be just saying, Oh, this, this, that, no one wants to hear that. It's just almost ingrained in your brain. So like to be able to say something like that takes a lot. Like but I, I even, just saying that, oh, you could say, oh, yeah, I struggle with things. But, like, to say what you're struggling with is a whole other thing because now you're letting people know what that is. And you're at the risk of, you know, you know, letting people know what you're going through. So it takes a lot to do that. Well, and I thank you for that. But it, it does lead into, you know, me talking about it after the fact is one thing. 
but we have to be comfortable enough to talk about it when we're feeling it. Because I think a lot of times we get ourselves in that crisis situation because we don't feel comfortable reaching out. We don't, we, we don't want to feel vulnerable that I need help with my mental condition. Um, and that's where, how I found myself where I was at. Cause I didn't, I couldn't reach out, you know, I, I didn't, I was like, Oh, I can deal with this. I can deal with this. I can deal with this until I couldn't deal with it anymore. You know? And so for any listeners that are listening is if you're starting to feel it, then it's, it's time. It's time to start dealing with it. Cause if it's starting to affect you where you're feeling it, you need help. And we, we can't be too proud to go. I'm not, I'm not strong enough in that area to get the help myself, like to do things on my own. I might need help from other people, whether that's a family member and just going, Hey, I'm not feeling good right now. Uh, this is what I'm feeling. Or if it's reaching out to, you know, a professional therapist, um, and we'll, we'll get to that. There are plenty of online resources where you can reach out to somebody anonymously on the phone and it's free. And sometimes just getting it out makes you feel better. So and yeah. I think the best thing that you did, Sean, I mean, you reached out to your first available resource. And I think step one for anybody is, you know, we just talked about how expensive things can get. But you did probably the best thing you could do is just reach out to a friend. Hey, I'm feeling a certain type of way. And your friend guided you. And sometimes that's all you need is a guiding voice. Um, so that spoke to me. You know, I think having, you know, I'm not a subject matter expert by any means of this, but I've read a lot of it. And having the one person that you could depend on, um, I have a similar story that I won't share just yet, but um, I don't know how much time we have, but um, for sure, uh, having somebody that you could kind of lean on or being that somebody for somebody, it could be life-saving sometimes. Um, so that's what I love about the Much Love Initiative. Um, you asked what the Much Love Initiative is and, and, and what it's good for and what they're kind of trying to do. So we met Caden Davis from Embarcraft Ciderworks last year. He was one of the first few people to give us an opportunity. And uh, and he kind of had something that happened in his family. And through this hardship, he created something called the Much Love Initiative, which is he's going to try to make a center for people all over to just come. No no money needed, just come and, and talk to somebody. Um, peers, not necessarily, I, I think the eventual goal would be yes, get certified professionals, but be in, in a place where you have like-minded people just, just talking. Um, and he's gonna have centers for you know, racquetball, basketball, all types of things. So they're working on, on just bringing money, donations, everything they need to to, to make this possible in Rochester slash Williamson, New York. Um, and and in the fact that we know him, we trust him, we thought this was such a great place to, to start. Um, and anyway, I think any mental health donation that you can make is always good. It doesn't matter, you know, maybe fact check a little bit on Google, but but as long as you're given to somebody, it, it's helpful, obviously. Um, and when, when somebody can't do that, if you truly can't, you know, it's a recession out there. It's times are tough, right? You can't get money. Then lend an ear, lend a smile. I honestly say it all the time. Like I was having a tough day at work today, and and maybe a smile is all I need. Somebody say, "Hey, Adrian, how are you?" You know, and, and you know, if that's all you do, 
we're all doing little domino effects to just a better mental health society, you know? So um, we decided to start a, a fundraiser um, and all, all of the proceeds after GoFundMe takes out their, their little cut, um, all of it's going to go to the Much Love Initiative. Uh, I reached out to Caden. I uh, hope to talk to him in, for the next episode. Um, and we can kind of fill in a, a few more details from there because I, I, I'd like it, you know, I'd like for him to be able to, you know, shout from the top of the mountain about, you know, this, this amazing thing that he's, that he's uh, getting going. And uh, so set up a GoFundMe. Our goal is 750 in four weeks. And then when you said that the houses donated $500, I was like, man, we might hit that goal super quick, which is cool. Cause you know, like with GoFundMe, you know, it just goes until you say it's done. And, uh, and, you know, and hopefully we can, you know, kick the crap out of that 750 goal within a week. And, you know, and, and like you said, yeah, times are hard. And so like, if you're like, man, I really want to help out with things like that. Uh, but I can't, Man, there are lots of opportunities. You know, you can volu- You know, you can volunteer for mental health crisis lines. Um, but man, I love your idea the most. You know, like wearing a smile on your face and and and, and talking to people and not just like looking away when you see someone feeling sad, um, but reaching out and going, "Hey, is everything okay?" And they might not feel comfortable sharing, and they might just say, "Yeah, everything's fine." But just the fact that you reached out to them might have been just enough for them to go, you know what, somebody cares. Somebody's, yeah. you know, somebody sees I'm, I've got a, a problem and is concerned. And I might not know them and I might not care to share. But, man, it's so much easier to share kindness. And it's it's hard when we all went through the past year and a half that we've went through. Um, we, we've, we've learned how to not be social creatures again, you know, like we've been living in our shells. Uh, well, besides you three, uh, but you know, like, <laughs> you know, we've been quarantined in our houses and, uh, and not going out as much, but man, it's so much easier to just recognize that we're all human beings and, and not look at our differences, but rather that we're all kind of going through something and trying to share that love with one another. So um, the the GoFundMe, which I'm going to put in the show notes, and we're going to share the crap out of on social media, um, and it's a crazy one, so just bear with me. It's GoFund.me backslash D35C1F65. Clearly going to be in the show notes, and that's the shortened link. The I was like, oh, maybe I should share the the, the actual link, which has like, where's my cider and three guys in it, and they keep on putting these dashes in there and I'm like, no, I'm not sharing that one. I would have been reading for like five hours. So, but that, yeah. 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 We'll put it, we'll put it number one on the feed. So yeah, it'll be everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at least on, on my end. Um, and of course you guys do however you want to do it. That Like I said, our goals for seven fifty four weeks, it's going to end October 15th. All proceeds going into the Much Love Initiative. Now, um, this is out of my own pocket, uh, which might not seem like much, but uh, one donor 
no matter what, is going to get a free copy of American Cider by Dan Pucci and Craig Cavallo. Um, I bought a copy from Amazon. My copy came in like all crinkled. And so my wife was super awesome and ordered a second one. And then I'm like, you know, I can live with a crinkled copy. So I have a second copy of it. And um, the other thing was, is if we reach our goal of 750, I'm going to buy an extra copy of the brand new book, Modern British Cider uh, by uh, Gabe Cook, who I interviewed uh, for the last episode. Um, my copy is, I have a like a, a PDF copy, but my copy is going to arrive sometime by, by October 22nd from England. Um, so yeah, it, it takes forever in a day it seems, but I'm going to order a second copy as soon as we reach that goal. And uh, one random lucky donor will get a copy of that. Um, and it was just a small way to say thanks to people that are interested in cider, but also interested in, in helping out with mental health awareness and suicide prevention. So Dude, I, I appreciate awesome. you doing that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if that's what you're doing, we'll match you. You know, um, I don't want you to put this all out of pocket. I'll match you personally. Um, so if we meet our goal, you're saying we'll do a second uh, copy of Myron British Cider? Ooh, ooh, you know what? Maybe that's something we should do. I, I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, so you know, we kind of opened up this – no, I don't want to take up your entire time, but, you know, when it comes to mental health, I think each one of us individually can go on for three hours probably telling you. Probably you know, four. No. <laughs> 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 I got to tell you personally, I have so many stories. I have to give a special shout out to this guy right here, Patrick. Oh, yeah. You know, for always being my right hand man. And whenever I've gone through hardships, I know that I've had at least one person to count on. Most recently, you know, last three years I've had AJ, you know, to also lean on. And sometimes you need a little brother to, to know that you need somebody looking up to you and you got to set a good example. And, you know, who you, you surround yourself with is who you become. So um, surrounding myself with people who support me and vice versa, you know, that's always helped me. So I, I'm sure if, if anything, we're going we're gonna to do things much later on. This whole, we're not going to stop that much love initiative. If you're open to it, and Sean, I mean, we would like to collaborate forever, you know? Yeah, man. I don't know where our side hustles are going to get us, but whenever possible, I'd like to I'd like to really invest into helping, you know, mental health and, and being part of being part of the solution. Yeah. You know? Um, I think what you're doing is amazing. Man. So I appreciate you so much. Hey, no, man, I, I appreciate you guys. Cause seriously, I wouldn't even thought about it. I wouldn't even think, think about using the platform of this podcast to be able to, uh, you know, do something like this until I saw that Instagram live. And I was like, man, let's roll with it. Let's do it because you know, there's so much need that's out there right now. And so no, thank you guys, man. Um, I appreciate you guys collaborating on this. One one thing that I read up on recently, and I I keep going on rants. I know, <laughs> Mama, you know, a lot of times we're taught to check in on somebody because they look like they're apparently sad and whatnot. But something I, I read up on recently, and I thought was so interesting, is checking up on the people who are more above and beyond productive. You have a coworker at work who 
who's way too productive, who's doing twice as much work than they should be. You know, a lot of times, those are the people that are just going to shut out the world and, and um, are struggling and they just don't want to show it. Um, I know personally, like, I think all three of us can attest to that. I know Patrick has, has told me many times that he's, you know, kind of done the same thing where we're overproductive at work. And, and sometimes that's the person you just need to say, hey, Patrick, how you doing today, man? How you doing, brother? You know, smiling, you know, giving them the handshake. And, and yeah, that's one that, like, baffled my mind recently. Like, oh, man, I wish I noticed that five years ago. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview with Three Guys Insider. If you have not yet followed these guys on social media, any social media, Three Guys Insider will get you there. Also, check out the new Instagram, Cider Selfies. Fantastic. Uh, running a Cider Selfie every single day. And also keep a lookout for the apparel initiative that they're running. Uh, like I said, the shirt that Adrian was wearing was fantastic. Cannot wait to see what else they have up and coming. Definitely a, a good group of guys. And thanks to them for their time and their patience for getting this episode up and running. I definitely wanted to take my time, make sure it was edited right, get everything 100% before it went live. As you could tell from our conversation, this is an important cause to the three guys and myself, suicide prevention and mental health awareness are definitely important issues in today's day and age. So don't forget this fundraiser that we're uh, running benefits the Much Love Initiative, which is ran by Caden from Embark Craft Cider Works out of New York. Hopefully, you know, from what you guys heard, you're more than interested in donating. If you want to donate, the link is gofund.me backslash A255C743. For those that were really paying attention, that is indeed a different link than what I gave in the episode. Don't worry, both links will go to the same fundraiser. You can tell when you go to those, it will say, where's my cider and three guys in cider. Much love initiative uh, fundraiser. We're looking to raise $750 by October 15th, which is less than a month away. One lucky donor is going to get a copy of American Cider. And if we reach our goal, two lucky donors are going to receive a copy of the new book by Gabe Cook called Modern British Cider. A fantastic read. Cannot recommend it enough. And if that's not enough for you guys to want to donate, just know that all all funds are going to that Much Love initiative. And I, I, I really hope we can send lots of love to people in need. So once again, thanks for your time. I'm glad you all listened to this. It, it's, it was a great conversation. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in two weeks.